0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ben Again Podcast. If you're a night owl like me, then it's daytime. If you are normal, like most people, you're asleep and it's nighttime. Technically, we are in the AM of Thursday, April 19th, 2018. It's been a minute since I have uh, recorded a podcast. Well, that's not entirely true. It's been a minute since I've recorded a solo podcast. I do enjoy these. I get to structure them the way I want, I get to speak when I want, and there's there's no you know talking over each other, there's nothing like that, it's just me. Me sitting here being a weirdo talking into this microphone. <laughs> In order to know what I'm talking about, you just have to try it. It takes some getting used to. Because the first two or three, I just felt so weird. Because even though you're alone, and you're talking into a microphone, You just feel like, for some reason, somebody's watching you, and they're going, why is this weirdo just talking to himself? In this instance, the people watching me are ghosts because they're invisible, and they also don't know what microphones or podcasts are. Anyway, I have been doing podcasts. I just have been doing the quadcast. There's four of us. (laughs) So, quadcast, that's our clever group podcast, and I enjoy them. I enjoy them because... It's not just my opinion, and I love my opinions because my opinions are basically facts in my head. I'm right. Even if you don't think I'm right, I'm right. That, that's kind of how opinions work, right? We all believe that we know and you don't, and it's just that opinions can't be proven. Facts can. And on the Quadcast, we do talk a lot about both. We talk about, you know, this is how things are, but this is how we interpret things, and Ashton, Caden, Shannon, and myself are four totally different people. But we get along really well, and they're good dudes, and I'm a good dude, and four good dudes. So I haven't really dropped off the face of the earth. I've just been doing the other podcasts, and I'd like to do more of these for sure. And it's easier said than done, because when we do a group quadcast, we get there, and we just kind of sit down and go, Okay, what should we talk about today? It's pretty casual. When I do this podcast... Before I start and do the sound check and all that jazz, I make a couple of bullet points. And by a couple, I mean a notebook page full. And for the most part, it's just improv. But I just make like a quick note. Uh, For example, I've got written down in this paper here, intro, and then the On This Day, which is a, you know, a podcastly segment on the Ben Again podcast. Just talk quick about, you know, some history piece. Not a huge deal. Uh, and I've just got like a little bullet point, And then I'll go off of that. So I don't have a whole lot written down, but I do. So it's very structured. And I like to do it my way. I noticed in the last quadcast that I did not get to be a part of because I was stuck in a blizzard in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Could not make it back in time because of the weather. The interstates were closed. I noticed while watching the last one that my buddies, they're like brothers to me. Don't get me wrong. I love them. But they were just doing things that I was like, ugh, oh, stop. God damn it, if I was there, that type of shit wouldn't be happening. Such as eating chips and dip in the microphone. I don't know whose idea it was to decide that eating during the podcast is something listeners want to listen to. But somebody broke open a bag of chips and some dip, and so we had six or seven people just <laughs> crunching into the microphones. Oh, man, I wanted to reach through and choke everybody, <laughs> but it's okay, you know? It's more laid back, and it's less structured, and that's the quadcast. It's, it's supposed to be just a, a fun atmosphere. It's not really structured and quote-unquote professional. That's what we have our solo podcasts for, for structure and, and something that's laid out and planned. And so I've got several things, as usual, that I will be talking about with you, to you, however you want to word that. And I encourage you to give feedback via Facebook or via NoShameRadio.com. Uh, I'm sure that most of you who listen to this one also listen to the others. You know, Shannon's, his is good. And the quadcast, it's good. We're still figuring that out. We're still kind of working out the, the kinks, sort of. Uh, we've had a few that were just awesome. And we've had a couple that were like, eh, that kind of left us feeling a little bit Mm, unfulfilled. And then, you know, the, the viewers, the listeners, they're mostly female for some reason. Maybe it's because four studly dudes are on camera talking. That's what I would wager. And they give us some good feedback. And so we will continue to improve. And I will continue to improve because practice makes better. They say practice makes perfect but obviously nothing is perfect except my ass, which you could juice an orange on or you could bounce a quarter off of. So practice makes better and we are working on that so i hope all has been well i have been you know the same not really much has changed over in my neck of the woods my neck of the snow because spring is fucking taking forever to come and here we are mid-april and we still have snow everywhere and it's cold and i'm sick of living where the air hurts my face i belong on a beach catching a tan with a drink in my hand and hot ass bitches in bikinis all around I, i don't really fit in this snowy wasteland paradise of a state so um, sorry if if you feel like this has been too long of a wait in between I cannot guarantee it won't happen again because I like I said a lot of my material goes to the quadcast instead of just this and I, I like it I like the sort of free nature of it okay your turn to talk what do you think okay well this is what I think it's pretty cool podcasts are a cool thing It's no different than just having a conversation with your friends, except it's recorded. And the more natural a group can allow the conversation to sound, the better it is. The more, uh, for lack of a better term, just natural it is. It's just cool. So today is Thursday, April 19th, 2018, and on this day in history, oh my goodness, the Oklahoma City bombing in 1995 a piece of shit messed up in the head dude put a bomb in a truck and fucking bombed some people what do you want from me I'm not a historian I just Google this shit right before I record this anyway this is relevant and I chose this one out of all the things that happened on this day because recently as in less than two days ago a um, deranged man, 21-22 year old guy, broke into a home about 12 miles from where I live in another town here in Purim and murdered another young man and the young man's mother. Uh, Allegedly he did this over jealousy because this young man was jealous of the other young man and this girl that he was quote-unquote seeing or talking to or dating and When I hear about stories like that, I sit back and I go, okay, I try to put myself into the shoes of everybody that's on the news, everybody that's committed a crime. We all do, I think. What sort of life would you have to live in which you would think that it is acceptable or reasonable or just human to sneak into another house and murder a young guy and his mother? especially over just some girl. There are 7.6 billion people in this world. How is the one girl going to give you such such stress, such emotional slavery? I don't, I don't know how, I don't understand. Can you imagine? We've all had moments in time in life where we've wanted to punch somebody, where we've wanted to just slap somebody or yell at somebody. But isn't it a notch above that to want to stab somebody in their sleep? or to bomb a group of people and kill hundred and sixty-eight how little value do these people these psychopaths put into life does life mean nothing it makes me super sad when a dog gets hit by a car and its leg is broken or it's killed that breaks my heart it ruins my day it ruins my week I just like oh, I can't stop thinking about that that's so sad it's depressing and these people are able to just snuff out lives Husbands, wives, grandpas, grandmas, cousins, aunts, uncles, babies, children, it means nothing to them. And so if you're that disconnected, because I'm a sociopath, I'm rather disconnected from this existence, so I understand the disconnection, but I do not understand the craving to hurt, or the... I, I, can't, I can't imagine waking up one day and going, I want to shoot a school up. I can't do that. That's not me. So I put myself try to put myself into these the shoes of these, um... I don't know what to call them. Murderers? Pieces of shit? Bad people? Broken people? And I just can't. I can't understand, for the life of me, how that would be acceptable. People have wronged me. People have pissed me off. I've wanted to punch people in the face. I've I've had the urge to make someone eat his teeth, but I don't do it. I just can't imagine stabbing. I can't imagine shooting. I can't imagine bombing what a sick society we live in and I am reminded as I say this of one of my favorite quotes. It is no mark of good health to be well adjusted in a sick society. What this quote means is that if you are normal by society's standards, that's not a mark of good health. That's not a good omen. It's not a good sign. It it doesn't benefit you at all to be well adjusted in our society that is so sick. People value life so little, it seems, and more and more these days. Times have changed. Times just aren't what they used to be. There's a quiet rumbling under the earth, almost like a volcano, waiting to erupt, like a war to start, something bad to happen, this uneasiness, this unrest. Surely I am not the only one who feels this. Sometimes you look up in the sky and you go, okay, well, it's peaceful right here but in other areas there are bombs going off, there are guns being shot, people are being murdered, people are being raped, people are being kidnapped. There is just so much bad stuff in this world that it is tough to lock yourself in a bubble and focus only on the good. They say count your blessings. And then what? What do we do after we count our blessings? How how are we to ignore all of the curses, all of the Night to the day, all of the dark to the light, how do we ignore all of the bad stuff? It's tough, isn't it? Poverty, famine, Fucking spring won't ever come because snow just won't leave and winter is forever. First world problems. It's rough. But I would like to sort of give you a sermon, not religious-based, sort of just Ben's mind-based. We all have different outlooks and perspectives, and even though there are so many people in the world, I believe we all have a very unique perspective. When we grow up, we are first infants and toddlers and young children and prepubescent and teenagers, and we all have different experiences, and all of these experiences are like ingredients that are added to a dish, and a child's mind is like a sponge. There are things that are instilled upon you, and things that you cannot ignore, and experiences that you go through which alter your brain, both physically and chemically. And what you get in the end, the result is uh, a finished dish, so to speak. Pardon my awful metaphor, my analogy, but after all of the ingredients are added to this sort of brain dish, and the brain grows up or bakes, what you have is a a finished result, right? We have these adults, and every adult is totally different. We all have these different perspectives. We all have different ideas. I believe that abortion is murder. I believe that fuck you, pro-choice. You know, we all have. Uh, you can't have those guns. I uh, if these are my fucking guns. Try to take them, I'll shoot you. We have different ideas on everything. It's not just a blanket statement. You can't just say I agree with you totally. No, well, there's a little amendment here. I I think yeah, you're right, but so we have all these. Uh, Different perspectives. Uh, My perspective, I believe, is also very unique because I had a fucked up childhood, and so when I talk to people who had other fucked up childhoods, they're still not like me. You know, we might agree on some things, and people that had normal childhoods were nothing alike. I haven't even had a normal adulthood. (laughs) So it's just interesting to me. I love talking to people. We all have different ideologies, whether it's religion-based or just moral-based or ethics. We have different work ethics. Everybody is so different. And the three other dudes that I do this quadcast with, it sort of pays homage to that also. I mean, we're four totally different dudes, but we get along really well. We mesh really well for being four different dudes from four different places with four different lives and our experiences differ but I think we do a good job of putting that together and I think that's why people like this. So it's important for you as it has been for me to remember that there are different chapters in life. There's elementary school, you know your childhood before then which you don't have a whole lot of memories of. There's elementary, there's middle school, there's high school, there's post high school when you are you no longer have this mundane schedule that you've been forced to keep and all of a sudden you have the choice. Okay, do I get a job? Do I go to college? We have all these experiences, right? In each chapter, less and less people from previous chapters survive into the next chapter. It's really uncommon for people to still be friends with, let alone be in touch with people from earlier chapters. You had friends when you were six years old, eight years old. Do you still talk to them? Do you still even know they exist? Maybe if you have them on Facebook, but do you ever even hear from them? And then, you know, middle school, a little bit less, and then high school, maybe a few more, but still, you don't, you don't really hear from them. And that's fine. A lot of people have problems letting go of these things. But I am here to tell you, in case you do not know, that bridge burning is a wonderful thing. And I'm not talking about just kind of losing touch. That's natural. If you don't use it, you lose it. Kind of like learning a foreign language. If you don't use it, you lose it. You kind of forget how to speak Spanish after three, four years of taking Spanish lessons in school. Same with friendships. You were friends in high school, but you don't talk anymore. You haven't spoken in six years, five years, three years. So, I mean, you can still say you're friends, but you're not. You're just kind of acquaintances. Now you're just somebody that I used to know. You know, you don't have any beef with the person, but you're just not close anymore. You grew apart. It happens. It's very important to note that that is natural. Everybody does it. Coming to terms with that is very important. But that's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about burning bridges, like like a wildfire, just burning everything down. Anyone who has wronged you, anyone who has betrayed you or mistreated you, Labels don't matter if it's a family member, if it's a friend, if it's a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a husband, a wife. These labels are just words. And there was a discussion earlier on Facebook which prompted this category, this topic. And the post was a question. Could you restore your relationship back to normal and treat everything as it was? after one of you has cheated on the other. Pretty unanimously, no, we could not. But there was two people, we had like 50 comments, it did pretty good. There was two people who disagreed. Two people said, yes, things can go back to the way they were. Cheating is a mistake. It is an accident. People can learn from that. To this I say no. Cheating is not a mistake. You don't go, Oops, I added too much salt into this dish, and now it tastes bad. Cheating is not like that. Oh, I, I spilled the pepper shaker, and now my food is really spicy. No, it's not a mistake. It's not an accident. It's a character flaw. Cheating is a character flaw. It's in you. It's a choice. You're making the decision at the time. I'm a guy, so let me lay this out for you from a guy's perspective. Um, okay, you have a girlfriend or you have a wife you're in a situation where you know that there's an attractive girl, or a girl who is attracted to you, and instead of keeping yourself out of said situation, say you decide to have a few drinks, you loosen up, then you end up in a room alone, because everybody has cleared the room, or you're outside together on the deck, or you're in a bedroom for whatever reason, okay, you're continually putting yourself, yourself in these situations, in which it's going to be harder and harder to say no. Temptation is a bad thing, we're human. We want what we can't have. And then all of a sudden, one thing leads to another, and then all of a sudden, you just kind of a kiss, and then all of a sudden, oh, I'm doing this, I'm really doing this. And then it happened. And then afterwards, you feel however you felt. We're all different, we react differently. But it's important to note that you had a choice the entire time. Like, I know this is wrong, but boy, this feels good, and boy, she's cute. Okay, I've never cheated. Doesn't mean I haven't had the opportunity to, or the chance to, or that decent-looking females haven't sort of suggested that I do it. It just means that I'm not a piece of shit. I've never cheated and it's not a mistake. It's not an accident. It's a character flaw. I've never cheated because I never chose to. The people who have cheated, they have all sorts of excuses. Oh, I was drunk. Uh, Oh, I was. No, you chose it. Do you know how drunk you have to be to not be in control of yourself at all? There's a word for that. It's called blackout. And if you have sex with somebody while you're blacked out, that's rape. (laughs) Sorry to tell you. No, it's a character flaw. And so I was telling these people on this post, do not put up with any bullshit. Seven point six billion people in this world do not put up with anything less than what you want. Replace, don't chase. This applies to not just relationships, but friendships, family. They're just labels. Labels don't save you you can't be a piece of shit person that's what saves you be a good person and you will stay in my life and it dawned on me I have burned more bridges than most people ever get to build if we are sticking to analogies I have been to multiple schools I have lived in multiple towns many houses apartments I've been all over the place I've met more people than the average person gets to meet the Dunbar number the Dunbar number for those of you don't know is is the, number of peop- the maximum number of people that one can possibly remember. There's only so much room in your brain for the ability to remember people. Faces, names, eventually you're going to forget. You can only meet so many people. Okay, I've met more people than I can even remember names. I, I can see faces and go, oh, I remember that person back from blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, I don't know their name, right? And I have burned more bridges than most people ever get to sort of build. It's normal, I'm not bragging, it's just that I've been to multiple schools. I've lived in multiple towns. I've hung out with different groups and genres of people. The stoner, the skateboarder, the jock, the weightlifter, the bowler, the alcoholic, the druggie. I've hung out, you name it, I've hung out with that group. And I am pretty versatile, so I get along with everybody, so I've been able to be friends with so many. And I've just, my entire life, I've had a zero bullshit tolerance policy. Say that five times fast. Zero bullshit tolerance policy. What that means is, this isn't baseball, motherfucker. If you wrong me, you're out, you're done. You cross the line, stay over there, you're out, you're not coming back, the tribe has spoken. I only have room for as many people on my team as there are good, genuine, not fake people. If you have an ounce of betrayal in you, you're not welcome because I couldn't do that to my fucking enemy. I just, I couldn't do it. I, I guess you'd call that honor. I don't know, chivalry, fucking piety, whatever. Call it what you will, I just couldn't do it. And so I tell these people, there's nothing wrong with burning bridges because these uh, couple people on the post, the discussion board, we'll call it, the thread, were saying, okay, but what if they were your best friend? Oh, who gives a fuck? What if they were your aunt? I don't care. Did I stutter? No. Cut him off. There are too many people in this world, too many cool people, to put up with any bullshit. You fucking wrong me, you're done. Forgiveness is one thing. I'm not saying don't forgive. If you were to hold on to the anger of the betrayal, of the bullshit, of the stress, of the tears, if you were to hold on to that, your life is ruined. You're going to be a very dark, lonely, angry person forgive definitely let it go but do not forget it's not like there are three people in this world and you're one of them and so if two people wrong you you're like well guess I'll be alone no goodness no 7.6 billion cut them off burn that bridge you know what happens after a wildfire burns through a field or rips through a field of alfalfa or whatever the soil actually becomes more fertile it's a great analogy because it's true for people too You cut all the dead weeds and bullshit out of your life and just mow it down, burn it down. And then after everything settles, you're gonna have some good-looking crops or hay or grass or whatever it is. You name it. Get rid of all the bullshit. It's like the weight has been lifted. You can breathe. If there is someone in your life, a guy who doesn't treat you right, a girl who is just a cunt, friends who are not really friends, they don't invite you to do shit, you know, fucking tease you all the time, whatever. Family who only uses you because they need you. Can I stay at your house? Can I have some money? Cut them off. You might be alone for a little while, but that loneliness is going to be super peaceful. If you've ever had a dream where you're just laying down in the woods and it's quiet and calm, imagine that. Nobody going, hey, uh, can I stay at your place or hey, you know, whatever. Just all that negativity. You don't need it. Life is They say life is short. I disagree, I think life is long. How many fucking days are there? I mean, I'm only 28 and I I can't even imagine what 95 feels like. Oh my goodness. How many times do you wake up and you're like, holy shit, another day. (laughs) It gets to the point where you're like, wow, we're, we're really doing this, okay. I mean, you don't know when it's going to end, but wow, life is long. They say life is short, it's not long. And if life was short, these things wouldn't be a problem because life is short and it'll be over quickly. No, life is long. It's the opposite of what they say. That's why you should enjoy it. That's why you cut out the bullshit. I don't care if it's brother, sister, friend, girlfriend, boyfriend, fucking husband. I had a family member. Her name was Nikki. She became a giant cunt. She belittled or attempted to belittle or down talk or insult not just me but most of the people in my family. We cut her off. We stopped talking to her. Block her number, block her Snapchat, block her Facebook. She's angry and miserable and lonely and let her be. Fuck her. She has my last name, but that doesn't make her family. There are people who do not have my last name that I consider more family-esque than she ever was. And I did it without without hesitation. I mean, I don't get it. I don't get why there's hesitation or reluctance to cut people off. If, if they're shitty, let them be shitty. But let them be shitty all alone. Don't, don't let them be around you. Burning bridges, it's a good thing. It might be a little rough at the time, it might be kind of a, like, wow, this is just, there's no closure, for lack of a better term. Kind of like going to a funeral, it's so final, it's like, wow, this person's gone forever. Well, that's what burning a bridge is like, but you gotta do it. I don't know if you are struggling or have struggled with that issue, but do yourself a favor and just jump. You're on the ledge, fucking jump. Don't take them with you, don't let them drag you down. There are too many good people in this world. Trust me. Trust in the Ben, Benjamin. So, um, perhaps when I say, just cut them off if they're pieces of shit. Cut them off. Maybe some might say that's kind of closed minded because somebody actually did say that. That's why I'm, you know, saying this because <laughs> maybe some people do think that. Oh, you you just cut people off as soon as they're shitty. Well, yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, you don't? Well, enjoy that. But. What is open-minded? If I'm closed-minded because I have a certain ideology or a way of thinking or a perspective and I don't put up with any bullshit, what's open-minded to you? Just think for a moment. What does open-mindedness mean? Is it like, okay, uh, I'm open to hearing your views. Okay, cool. I'm open to changing my mind. Okay, cool. I recently spoke with a young man named Hunter. Strange name, I know. And the subject was, could you date, well this was just between me and him, I need to preface that, this was just me and him. Could you date a young lady who has been with a ton of dudes? And this thread went on for a while. He wouldn't budge, he wouldn't back down, and of course you know I wouldn't either. I said, uh, you know, I, I'm not really interested in a girl who just has been with fucking 100 dudes or 50 dudes or whatever. That's gross to me. To me, that means she needs to be a little more picky instead of just opening her legs to any guy she wants. And he said that's very close-minded of you. A person should be able to have casual sex freely. That does not speak on behalf of their personality or, you know, who they are as a person or blah, blah, blah. He went on with all this hippie bullshit, right? And I said, well, you're wrong. Actually, that does, that speaks volumes about them, whether it's a guy or a girl. If you bang anything that moves, you're gross, you're used material, you're a village bicycle, and nobody wants what everybody has had. You can't say that you'd rather be with a girl who has been with 96 guys than with a girl who has been with four. Who do you think is more classy? Who do you think is more, uh, what's the word, conservative, down to earth, uh, I can't think of the proper term for it, but you know, Caden might say homely, <laughs> wrong. But no, he said, um, I don't care if a girl has slept with 500 guys, his words, not mine. That doesn't mean I can't love her for who she is. And I said, okay, well, you might be being a little bit too open-minded here, Hunter, because that's disgusting. And who's to say that that slut isn't going to cheat on you? Clearly she has some sort of dick addiction. Dick addiction, dick, that's tough to say. If a girl places no value in who she allows between her legs, I I believe that speaks volumes about her. That's not who I'm interested in being with. And he said, well, that doesn't matter to me. And I said, "Okay. well, you go ahead and keep being a cuck, and I'm going to be a little more picky. And he said, you don't deserve a girl who's been with a hundred guys. And I said, you're right. I don't. I don't want a girl who's been with a hundred guys. That's fucking nasty. And I brought up this young lady named Margaret. I will not say her last name because I don't even know what her last name is anymore. She got married. But she's just this cunt from around this town. She's very promiscuous, I guess is the word she would use. She, back when I was still talking with one of... Of mutual friend of ours between her and I, um, the mutual friend disclosed to me that she had bragged that before she even turned 18, she was well over the fucking 40 or 50 mark. And I said, that's fucking gross. That's somebody's daughter and granddaughter. And she's not even an adult yet, legally. She's like still in high school. And she's been with 50 dudes. And I'm not really a betting or gambling man, but I'm willing to bet that How many of them were under 18? Okay, yeah, she's like fucking college dudes. That's nasty. There's no tread left on those tires, and gross. I mean, what the hell? And this hunter guy, he just wouldn't budge. He's like, you just have to accept people for who they are. Well, if who they are is a whore, no, you don't. You can find somebody a little more wholesome, which is the word I was trying to think of earlier, and it just came to me. My Alzheimer's isn't in full swing right now. What do you think? Ladies? dudes? Could you be with somebody who has been with a fucking billion people? To me, it's just gross, and it it just shows no class. Apparently, to some people, it doesn't matter at all, like Hunter. But I think I speak on behalf of most people, and without assuming too much, I would dare say that most people don't want someone who's been with a shit ton of people. I, for some reason, for the longest time, thought I had been with eight girls, but the other day, I just... Went through it. I was like, I added up in my head. I was like, okay, went over it like five times. I was like, okay, it's seven. I've been with less girls than I thought. So I'd rather be with a girl who's been with like fucking seven dudes or less. Not 77. That's just nasty. God, I don't get it. I don't know. We're all different. Okay, so I recently um, debated, I guess, is the term I would use. Some group of feminists that showed up On a thread, a forum, a common thread. So my cousin, Kristen, last names don't matter, but she's my cousin, so you can probably guess her last name. She made a fucking thread, and the thread said something along the lines of, women, take care of your man. If he wants sex, give him sex. You know, something like that. Cool. And she even said, it should be reciprocated. Men, take care of your women. If your women want sex, give it to them. It was pretty simple, pretty straightforward, not really a whole lot to dissect. And then these girls showed up out of nowhere, and I say girls, I use that term lightly, perhaps land whale, or ham beast, ham planet, would be more fitting. Big girls, scary girls, gross girls, man-hating gross girls, okay. They show up on the post, and they say, um, a fuck no. What is this shit? Women have sex with your men, what are women objects? Well, no, especially not you, women, unless you're a 2,000-pound sack of poop, then you're an object. But no, that's not what she was saying, and that's not what this post infers. This post is not a anti-fucking-woman, misogynist, bigot, pig post that's like, Oh, suck his dick. Oh, you're just a woman. No, it's not like that. It's just saying, fucking please your dude. And I believe, again, without assuming too much... It's inferring that you should reciprocate. Men, take care of your women. There are those posts, too. I don't disagree. So I just kind of said to this lady, and, well, these two ladies, that I don't think that's what Kristen's saying. She's not saying women are objects. She's not saying fucking, uh male privilege, nothing like that. She's just saying fucking suck your dude's dick. Make him happy, and he'll make you happy. Reciprocate. It's a great thing. But for some reason, this ended up being a fucking 150-comment-long thread, and these women just would not get it. They would say, uh, oh, Ben's mansplaining. Look at him fucking mansplaining to us women who are oppressed. These are words that they used, not me. Trust me, I don't talk like that on. I don't walk around 300 pounds with a bull cut hating men. I'm not a feminist. But these girls were saying, sex isn't everything. And I would say, okay, well, where in this post do you say that it reads, sex is everything? I mean, I don't see it. I don't see it. Well, it's easy for you to talk like this because you're a cisgender white male and you you stand on your pedestal of privilege and so life is easy for you. And I said, okay, how is life easier for me than it is for you? Actually, I would argue that life is easier for women. If If we're going to get into this, let's get into it. How? How is life easier for me? And she said, well, first of all, men get paid more than women. And I said, no, that's actually a myth. There is no wage gap she said yes there is google it and just so i had my basis covered i did google it even though i already knew this i provided a source a scholarly source there is a pay gap but there is not a wage gap men do not get paid more than women but men do make more money than women how is that possible you might wonder okay let me break it down for you it's really simple in general men work more hours than women. In general, men work more dangerous jobs, therefore higher paying jobs than women. Men do not take baby time out. Men do not have to sort of harbor a child and give birth and take time off of work because of that. Sometimes not always but sometimes men may be given a job over a woman because you know physically not mentally no one is saying that women aren't as good as men but physically who would you hire as a minor a woman or a dude who is physically stronger okay I'll give you that physically you know jobs that require a large workload physically sure men are more likely to get hired but that's not I would not call that prejudice. I would not say that at all. That's just who's better for the job. Women are better at multitasking. So for who who gets the secretary job? you know? Mostly a woman, especially if she's attractive, a hundred percent. So there are differences in the genders like women can do some things better than men. men can do some things better than women. That's just nature. If you're mad about that, I can't help you. But what I can tell you is, There is no wage gap. There is no man working next to a woman doing the exact same job where the man makes a dollar and she makes 73 cents. I don't understand how anybody could believe that. It's like the earth is flat. No. What business would get away with that? If I go apply at Walmart and so does a girl and we are doing the same exact job and I make 27 cents more per hour than her that would explain the wage gap. There is a pay gap men generally stay at jobs longer than women the longer you stay at a job the more pay grades you know upra- upgrades and pay raises you get there's just I, I couldn't understand it I even shared something for her like look at this you're wrong no you're just a mansplaining she just used all these buzzwords that feminists like to use you don't know what it's like to be a woman you're right I don't so I gave her another link Let's talk about this male privilege you're referring to. Homicide victims. Worldwide, 76% of homicide victims, murders, are men. 24% are women. Okay, so I don't understand how men have a privilege. Combat deaths, in war, in battles, in fights. 97% of combat-related deaths are men. 3% are women. Again, tell me how rough it is to be a woman. When a large ship sinks, such as the Titanic, women and children board the life rafts first. No exceptions. Again, tell me how hard it is to be a woman. You walk into a bar. Your tits are hanging out. You get free drinks all night. You don't put out because you're a tease, and you know, it sure is rough to be a woman. I can't have part of my dick hanging out. I'll get kicked out of the bar. (laughs) Tell me how hard it is to be a woman. Suicides. 80% of suicides are men. 20% are women. Oh, well, you know, suicide is a choice, but it's also because of a mental illness, depression. More men have depression than women. And she said, uh, actually, that statistic is skewed. She didn't have any, any rebuttal for the other statistics. But she said, as for the suicide rate, women attempt suicide almost as much as men do. They just don't succeed. And I said, yeah, you know why? Because men are better at it than women, <laughs> just like a lot of things. <laughs> that pissed her off. Well, industrial deaths, workplace, on-the-job, accidents and deaths... of them are men 7% are women Tell me how tough it is to be a woman You know men are doing more dangerous jobs more danger implies more money. This might help explain The fucking pay gap that you were sort of confused about earlier Yeah, it really sucks being a woman custody battles 84% of custody battles are won by women. Legal, I'm not sure. That statistic wasn't on the site that I sourced, the source that I cited. (laughs) Eighty-four percent of custody battles are won by women, even when men are more suited to be the sort of single parent raising the child. So tell me how hard it is to be a woman. If you're sleeping in bed with your significant other, It's 2 a.m., you hear a noise from in the basement. Which person goes and checks on that noise? Is it the woman, or is it the man? You got a spider in the living room, who kills it? Is it the woman, or is it the man? How in the world do women have a more rough, more difficult life than men? A hot chick is a 100 times more likely to be hired than any man. I worked at Jimmy John's. I was the night shift manager. We had, I had, a really attractive brunette, tan, pretty classmate who just wanted a summer job. There was a guy who had two kids. I will not tell you, I will not say his name. He had two kids. He was looking for a second job, and he wanted the job at Jimmy John's. My general manager, Scott, giant douchebag, I lent him a bunch of money and he never paid me because I tried to help him when he was a gambling addict and an alcoholic and I, he told me it would save his marriage and all this and I had worked there for so long I trusted him and I lent him the money and I never really saw him again. <laughs> Funny how that works. Well anyway, Scott and I were discussing which person should fill the position. He didn't even consider the dude. This dude who wanted a second job, a single dad. He, it wasn't even a thought. He said, tell Jessica to start Monday and tell her to dress to impress. I was super happy with it. I was like, fuck yeah, I get to work next to Jessica. She's hot. And I will tell her to dress to impress. Thank you for the heads up. And I told her and she was like, yay. And then she worked there for like three months and she was gone. Never heard from the guy again. I'm sure he was a great dude. Probably would have busted his ass instead of just wearing tight pants and being a slut like this Jessica chick was. Well, okay. It sure sucks being a woman. You get the job based on your looks. I don't hear women complaining about that. And after a while, we carried on on this post, and I I just couldn't do it anymore. They were were so narrow-minded. They had tunnel vision. They would not see even these facts that I gave them. Oh, those are wrong. Okay, well, there's about 11 different sources backing up these facts. And what you're telling me is, no, men are mansplaining women and uh, women are oppressed. Okay, well, it's easy to say that, but where are your facts to back this up? They had nothing. And they said, well, if you think sex is everything, then you have a lot of growing up to do. And I said, where did I say sex is everything? This post is not about that. This post just says, please, your significant other. I don't know why we're making this more difficult than it has to be. So I did some digging. I went to these profiles of these young ladies, one was huge, fucking fat as shit, ugly, negative posts about men constantly, and then there was one, the, the, the cat lady, the other one, she was like, single, independent woman in her bio, and I love cats, and wine, and it's like, you couldn't make this up if you tried. This is as stereotypical as it gets. These women hate dudes, and they hate that women are more fuckable than they are, and that men want other women but not them. And so they've made it their life's goal to sort of argue. That's what fifth-wave feminism is. It's not third-wave anymore. They've been calling it that for too long. We are at the fifth wave now. They are accomplishing nothing except segregation of the genders. And nobody likes a feminist. I can't can't do it. (sighs) Rape culture. There is no rape culture. This will be fast and painless, I promise. If you've ever heard someone say rape culture, just slap them verbally. Don't assault them physically, I'm not encouraging that. Verbally slap them. There is no rape culture. There is no meetings held. There are no people that get together and worship rape and hold up signs and encourage rape. There is no sort of black market of rape. There's. There's no conspiracy for dudes to get together and go free and rape, go forth and rape all sorts of women. There's no rape culture. What there is are rapists. Rape is bad. Nobody says rape is good except rapists and they're bad. Do you get it? There's no rape culture. Oh, rape culture, no. Stop using that term, that's a made up term. It's fabricated. It's bullshit. Men are raped too, you just don't hear about it, right? There's no rape culture, so stop with that. How can they stop though? How can anybody stop? We live in a society in which victimhood is the most valuable currency that one can amass. The lower you are on the quote-unquote hierarchy totem pole, the more your opinion means, the more valuable you are, the more offended you can be the more open-minded and woke you are. If you're a black female, you rank lower on the hierarchy totem pole because you're more oppressed than the white male. If you're a white female, you're less oppressed than a Chinese male. Just there are certain levels to this totem pole, this hierarchy. Oh, well, I'm more oppressed than you are. So what I say has more influence and people listen to me and respect me and since white males apparently have the easiest life in the world they're at the very bottom and nobody should listen to them because white cisgender males are evil. It's just victimhood. The more that you can let others know that you're offended or angry or sad or oppressed or picked on, the more that people should listen to you. That's our society. Oh, transgenders, they're not accepted. Okay, well they're not normal. Anyone who's not normal is not accepted. That's how it works. It was true on the playground, and it's true in adulthood. If you're a weirdo, you're less accepted. That's how it is. There is no oppression. There's no prejudice. There's there's nothing like that. If I walked onto the football field with a bunch of jocks in baggy black pants with emo makeup and clothing, do you think any one of them is going to talk to me? They're going to be like, who's the fucking weirdo? beat him up, right? It's not because I'm a white male or if I was a fucking black or Chinese. It's none of that. It's because I'm weird. Weird is a blanket statement. It doesn't apply to gender. It doesn't apply to race, ethnicity. No. <laughs> they try to act like the reason why these people are outcasts in society is because of their race or religion or ge- No, you're fucking weird. If you changed all of that and became quote-unquote normal or at least acceptable to be around, you're going to be less discriminated against. That's how this works. There's no rape culture. There's no oppression culture. Uh, Ben Shapiro said it best when someone asked him why is it that black people's lives are so bad and there's this fucking racism that's inert in, in society and in the justice system, and why are black people always kept down? Well, no, they're not. Ben Shapiro said, to answer that question, tell me why 13% of the population commits over 50% of the violent crimes. Tell me that. Tell me why there are way more single black parents than there are single Chinese or Indian or Mexican or Asian parents. Tell me why all of these statistics, which are, you know, they have negative connotations to them, Tell me why they all apply to black people. Who is making these choices for these black people? Is it mind control? Before I answer that question, why are black people's lives less quality than others, you tell me why they make the choices they make. Okay, statistics are not racist. They are not prejudice. They are not, you know, stereotypes exist for a reason. It's true, right? More often than not, it's true. Okay, don't be mad at that. Don't be mad at me. Be mad at why. Why is that the case? people like to make excuses they like to play the victim card well you can't you can't because it's not real let's play pretend I've never ever received a check in the mail for being a guy oh here's your male privilege check monthly I've never ever received a check in the mail for being white I mean I don't know if it's true, but I've heard that Indians are given portions of land and checks monthly, depending on how Indian you really are, because of the reparations, which is a term that means when someone has been wronged in some way, they are given money as a reparation. I believe it, uh, it originates from the word repair, like, hey, we're paying you for how shitty life was. Okay. I've never been given reparations for anything my life hasn't been great and these Indians these uh, Native Americans who are receiving these checks or these casinos or the, these pieces of land okay they exist in a time where there's no longer any stigma attached to being Indian they're getting reparations for what their ancestors were subjected to right and then the black people of today who are like oh we were slaves once well no not you other black people were but that ended a long time ago and there were white slaves too. Which white people are getting reparations? Stop playing the victim. It doesn't work. It only works in the legal system because anybody who stands up to it is labeled a bigot or a misogynist or a racist or a transphobe or a xenophobe. It it doesn't work when, it, when you break it all down. It doesn't work. It, you just can't do that. And if you're like me and you're a fan of common sense and logic, then it doesn't work for you either. I don't feel bad for anybody who relies on that. Some people are more wealthy. There is a um, wealth privilege, money privilege. If you're born into a wealthy family, you're more likely to succeed, you're more likely to have a comfy life. That's money privilege. That's not white, that's not black, that's not female, that's not transgender, that's none of those things. Those are all labels that we give. What it is, is money. I know a young girl She's a sweetheart, and she was one of my sister's friends. Her and her brother were born into a family that is, quite literally, millionaires multi- multiple times over. Many times over. I will not say their names, because I like them. They're good people. Their parents are, you know, I don't know them, but I'm assuming they're good people because they raise great children. They will never, ever know what it's like to struggle. They will never, ever know what it's like to not have to worry about fucking shit. And it, it just has it's wealth, it's money. There's a privilege to that. There is no privilege to being born with white skin. Black people are more athletic than we are. <laughs> they can rap, they can run fast, they can jump high. They they have a different muscle structure which is more prominent. They have fast twitch muscle fibers. If anything, there's black privilege. There are black colleges, there are black scholarships, there are Indian reservations and Indian, you know, reservation. It's reserved for Indians. You know, there are there are just there are things for everything but white if anything, if we're going to be honest here and candid, let's not call it white privilege because there is no such thing as white privilege. Kind of like there's no such thing as saying that the friend zone doesn't exist because you're full of shit if you don't think that it does. The friend zone is very real. Somebody recently told me the friend zone isn't real and I said, okay, well, what if you have a friend who is interested in you, more than in a friendly way and you are not interested in him or her in more than a friendly way you're like okay I just want you to be my friend what the fuck do you call that that's friend zoned like you're stuck as a friend I I don't want anything more than that from you of course the friend zone is real I've friend zoned girls like uh yeah I know we hang out and stuff but our personalities mesh and um you know like I thought maybe we could try to no okay Uh let me stop you No, I I like you as a friend. I'm not attracted to you in that way. I would like it for us to just be friends. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's friend zone. That's how that works. Words have a meaning for a reason. They represent an idea. An ideology. So when people say, Well, that's not what that means to me. Okay, well, to you, great. But words have a meaning for a reason. The friend zone is very real. (sighs) Running, uh, running out of time here. Fifty-four minutes already. Usually I like to cut it off around an hour and I have so much stuff left. Well, fuck it. Let's move on. People are fake. That's all there is to it. There are so many fake people that when you meet a genuine person, you just you want to fucking hug them. Like, hey, thank you for being real. For telling me like it is. For not sugarcoating things. For being true to yourself. I speak, of course, about... the dreaded girl who takes only pictures of herself caked in makeup filters of fucking everywhere and only when the lighting is right and uploads all these pictures and she looks like a model and then when you see her in person you're like what the fuck would you do with the model there's a girl on facebook and i'm not making this up her bio okay she looks very pretty i've never seen her in person but I have seen photos of her that were candid and ones that she didn't prepare herself. And by golly, she is not pretty. So on her profile picture, on her others where she's taken selfies, a pound of makeup, bunch of filters, tits hanging out, big old tits. They look nice, push up bra, and just a hundred thousand pictures of herself, all like the same shit. You know, like she's a narcissist incarnate. And in her bio it says, don't be afraid to be yourself okay and she's literally as fake as you can get i'm sure there are dudes who do this too but it's just way more common in women i can't help that i'm not picking on women here i'm just saying this is an example big old tits hanging out just makeup everywhere filters be yourself and her nickname is barbie her name is blah barbie blah on facebook she gave herself that nickname could you be any more contradictory or ironic You're walking irony, be yourself. My name is Barbie and I'm fucking fake as shit. It doesn't make sense, does it? I have an old classmate. She's all about preaching, you know, wait until marriage and I'm a born again virgin and you know that shit like, ladies respect your bodies and don't give it to a man, which is great, that's great. We like you to be more wholesome. We want more women to think like that. Don't just spread your legs for every dude who nibbles on your ear or you think is cute. That makes you a slut, right? But the problem is this girl, I went to high school with this girl. At the senior party, she had sex with two dudes. This is, everybody knows this. I'm not making this up. She flashed her boobs. We took pictures. These pictures were emailed, because <laughs> that's how people fucking sent stuff back in the day. They were emailed around. Really nice rack. I'll give you credit where it's due. But you were sleeping around being a giant skizzity, which is the black word for skank. Yay, yeah, I made that up. Anyway, she was being a skank, you know, a slut, and her giant honkers, she's showing them around like, whoa, I'm drunk, party, okay, and those pictures are probably still in existence somewhere. I don't have them, but I got the email too, but I was also there. (laughs) I saw them, and I'm like, okay, this girl, who was a giant hoe, is telling people, be conservative with your body, don't give it up, fucking wait till marriage. Okay, that's fake. I know you. People who didn't know you back then might think, wow, this person's amazing, look at her being a great role model, but I know exactly who she was. She was gargling on dicks and balls in high school, and she was showing her tits to everybody, and now she's gonna turn around and go, oh, virginity is cool. It's like, shut up, (laughs) it doesn't work that way. I uh, recently ended, uh, what's the word? I ended communication. I cut the lines of communication. I burned some bridges, a couple of bridges. About a year and a half ago, I made a comment on some thread on Facebook, another social media story. I know, but isn't that kind of what life is like these days? I don't even spend that much time on Facebook. I use Messenger more than I use Facebook because I stay in touch with a lot of people, constantly talking to people, sending stuff, conversing, yada yada. So I'm not on Facebook that much, but I love Messenger. Anyway, on Facebook, I saw this post, and I commented on this post, and... Uh, I mean, likes aren't a currency to me. I don't give a fuck about likes, but some people feel good about likes. I get it. It's like a slow drip of this sort of morphine type thing. Like, ooh, another like that makes me feel good. Ooh, I'm up to 26 likes. Wow, people are, you know, when in reality all it is is like someone goes, ha, click, and then moves on and then forgets about it. But to the person receiving the likes, it's like, oh my God, people just love me. I get it. That's not how I think, but I get it. I understand the concept. Well, anyway, had, like, fucking 4,000 likes on this comment. That was pretty witty and clever. I'll give you that. I'm a witty and clever dude. But it, to me, it was just, like, it was annoying. I had to unfollow it. And eventually, you don't even get notifications anymore for all of the likes. It's just, like, you'll check it, and then an hour later, it'll have, like, 300 more. So, you don't... Obviously, you're not getting 300 notifications, but it's just, like, this person and 297 others have recently liked your whatever. Well, anyway two girls, who happened to be British, named Ellie and Maddie, they thought that that was hilarious, and they responded to my comment, and I responded, I was like, hey, these girls seem cool, come to find out they're from England, and so then they add me on Facebook, and then we get to talking on Messenger, and we talked, and we got to know each other, Uh, we were in a group chat, and they just thought I was awesome. They had never talked to an American person before. The language barrier was crazy. They spoke English, but it was not the same as my English. I had to explain to them so many things when I would just speak normally, as I would, and they'd go, uh, what? And I'm like, okay, well, over in America, this is what that means, and this is a contraction or a shortened version of this. They just have a totally different lingo over there different slang. They just say things that we don't say, and vice versa. So once we got over the language barrier, I taught them a lot about how we speak and our sort of culture, if we have one, and vice versa. And we had spoke for well over a year and a half or so. And we got pretty tight, as tight as you can be on just social media, like we never met in person. They seemed like, you know, nice girls, and they seemed different. And then one day, I got this hilarious forward in Messenger, and it was definitely inappropriate, but it was fucking funny and I sent it to a ton of people and out of the thirty-some people that I sent it to everyone was either like haha that's great or haha funny or wow that's dumb or you know whatever and then the people who didn't really like it you can tell because they just kind of ignore it they like you can see that they read it it shows it. it's marked as red and they don't answer it it's like okay well they probably didn't appreciate it but they didn't say anything so it's cool well I send it to Ellie who has up until this point been super open-minded and cool and she goes um i don't appreciate that and part of me thought she was joking i was like what it's fucking funny it's it it is what it is (laughs) and she goes no i don't appreciate that please don't send me stuff like that and i was like oh i was taken aback i was like what the fuck i mean are you angry today or what you were cool just yesterday you've always been cool why all of a sudden are you going to be like sort of douchey about this if you don't like it then don't say anything or just be like, you know, thumbs up, cool, whatever. Move along. But she's like, oh, please don't send that to me. And then one other girl named Riley also did the same thing. She's like, don't send me things like this. That's fucked up. And I'm like, okay, so why is it that out of 40-some people, 30-some, whatever it was, everyone has a personality and a sense of humor except for you two. Why is that? If you don't appreciate something, fucking ignore it. I get things that I don't think are funny or that are dry humor that I don't really appreciate in the way that some other people do. I get these things. You know what I do if I don't like it? Nothing. Just because I'm an adult. I don't fucking go, um, excuse me, that's offensive. Please don't send me that. It's like, shut up. Did you have to take the time to say that? Well anyway, it inspired me to write a post. I made a quick Facebook post. The post simply said, if you're the type of person who is easily offended and douchey about stuff just either fucking don't say anything to me because I don't want to hear your bitching, or just unfriend me. I get it like I don't find certain things funny either but I'm I just ignore it I'm not going to be like um you should change the way you think and the things you send because it's offensive shut the fuck up. I just said unfriend me go along with your boring life and you know I, I was really only talking about two people and I didn't want to be mean about it, but I was super annoyed because they, they sort of accosted me. They, they were like, Ben, fucking, that annoys me, that pisses me off, that's offensive, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't give a fuck, it's funny. Everyone thinks it's funny, that's why it's a forward that goes around Messenger to who knows how many people. Just ignore it, right? You're cool, no? So then, um, Maddie, the cooler of the two, I had thought. And, you know, I mean, they, she probably still is the cooler of the two, even though I broke ties with both of them. Maddie commented, Ben, you have to admit that that forward was kind of fucked up and not everybody will find it funny. And I said, yeah, I get that. No one's debating that it's universally funny. I'm saying, if it's not funny to you, great, move along. You know that I'm still me and we still get along. Just move along. Don't be like, uh, Ben, actually... It's like, okay, just don't do that. You can skip that step. And she said, well, it will take... More than just a ridiculous forward in messenger for you to have me unfriend you. Because I in the post I had encouraged people to unfriend me if you're a douche. And she said, ha, it'll take more than that to lose me as a friend. You're not getting away that easy. And I was like, oh, Maddie, you have such a personality. Well, the next day I woke up, I was unfriended by Maddie. And the only reason I know this is because I went to tag her in some stupid thing, and it wouldn't. And I was like, what the fuck? So I like typed in her name in the search bar, and I went to her profile, and it was unfriended. And I didn't say anything. Like, I've burned bridges more times than she'll ever get the chance to. So I was like, okay, I guess a year and a half of constantly talking. I guess that meant nothing. I thought we were buddies, but okay. So, whatever. I messaged Ellie. I was like, I don't know what's up Maddie's ass, but she didn't say anything. The last thing that she said was something cool. Like, I thought we were good. And she's like, I'll message her. I'll, I'll, I'll get to the bottom of this. And I said, don't. She made her choice. I was already done with her. I was like, fuck that. She fucking... She made her bed, she can sleep in it. It's her loss, not mine. And you know that, and I know that. And I'm sure eventually she will know that, right? And Ellie was like, yeah, well, whatever, we're still cool, I just didn't like that forward. And I was like, okay, cool, right. So at this point, I'm down one Brit, I have one left. Then the next day, I wake up, and I go to tag Ellie in something. It was some British post that, like, I was like, huh, I get this, because you taught me how to be British. And I go to tag Ellie in this, and her name doesn't even show up at all. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so I go to her, try to type in her name in the search bar, and it doesn't even show up at all. I'm blocked. Not only am I unfriended, but I'm blocked. And I was like, holy shit, these fake-ass bitches. They were like, they literally told me, oh, we're cool. And then unfriended me, one unfriended me, and one blocked me. I was like, what the fuck? That's the fakest bullshit I've ever seen. And so um, I, you know, I don't... Get a whole lot of closure in things in life. Things are just kind of cut off and they're gone. But closure is nice. So I go to Maddie's profile and I message her. I inbox her, even though we are no longer Facebook friends. And I say, um, I don't know why you unfriended me. I don't know why Ellie blocked me. I've been nothing but kind to both of you. I've been nothing but friendly. I've spoken with you when you felt like you had someone you needed to talk to. Uh, I just don't get it. I don't get what I did. And uh, what happened? Oh, no, that's right. Then I switched on to my other profile to message Ellie. I just said, hey, just so you know, uh, that's kind of weird that you did that, but cool. It was just kind of a goodbye. It was nothing mean, nothing negative. I just switched on to my other prof- uh, Facebook profile where the one that she didn't have blocked, and I messaged her, and I was like, yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, have a nice life. I, it's your loss, that sort of thing. And then I logged out of that one and blocked them on that one so that they couldn't respond and I sent one to Maddie on the one that she didn't have me blocked on and it was just a long post about how I mean Ellie's in the army it's weird that she would be allowed in the army when she's so easily offended and so fragile and she has no loyalty because she, she you know she's fake she's like hey I'm I'm your friend we're cool and then the next day she's like without a word just gone blocked I said these aren't qualities that I would want in my army so I guess that says more about the British Army than it says about us, right? (laughs) Heh, 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 I get it, we're not friends, but cool." And I said, as for you, I thought you were the smarter, you know, more intelligent, more witty of the two British girls that I had come to know, and you did the same shit she did, except you just unfriended me and she blocked me and they weren't gonna talk to me ever again, and I was just like, wow, this is out of nowhere. Bear in mind that at least half the time that I was talking to them, they were instigating or initiating the conversation so it was extremely strange that out of nowhere they would do this because oftentimes I would wake up and have messages from them that I didn't start and they would want to talk or they would want to you know whatever and so I just I I unloaded all of this information onto her I was like well you know you guys you have a lot to learn it's it's not very common to find good genuine people in this world and you will learn that you will I promise There are not many things that I can promise or guarantee, but that is one of them. And so I I just thought things were different. And the reason why I'm writing this giant paragraph to you is because we pretended to like each other and be friends for a long time. And so I thought that our year and a half of sort of online friendship deserved at least some closure. So I'm giving this to you, I'm writing this to you, take it or leave it, blah, blah, blah. So I sent it to her and then immediately blocked her afterwards. And now all uh, sort of what's the word? Communication lines have been cut off except my other Facebook profile because I had it uh, disabled. And so while something is disabled, a profile is disabled, you can't do anything with the profile, but you can still send messages to that profile's messenger because messenger is a separate entity. It's confusing unless you know about it, so I'm explaining it. Um, So right now, at this point in time, blocked on one and the other one is disabled so it's not really you know the blocks are kind of invalid or whatever and uh, then I just switched back to my normal profile and I totally forgot about the other one I just expected never to hear from them again and then when I got banned for posting some stupid shit that offended somebody it wasn't like nudity but they said it was offensive so they were like you're blocked for three days you're banned so I couldn't post or anything and people are still messaging me because people talk to me a lot and I sort of reciprocate. I respond. And so these people start messaging me and I can't respond because that profile is post-blocked, meaning I can't type anything, I can't like anything, I can't share anything, yada yada. If you've never been blocked, you don't know. So I switch back to my other profile, which I've not been on in, I don't know, a month and a half or some shit. And I switch to it and I open it up and I re-enable it and I check my messenger and I've got two new messages. One from Ellie, one from Maddie. I immediately delete the one from Ellie. I'm not even going to read what you say. According to the one that I did read from Maddie, it was a lengthy one explaining why she did what she did and blah blah blah, all this bullshit. Well I didn't read it, so I don't know. I erased it. So she will always see that it is marked as unread because I didn't look at it. I didn't read it. I didn't open it. I fucking just deleted the message. So I'll never know what she sent me. And I don't care. I cut her off, and she blocked me, and I was, whatever, you're lost, woman. But I always liked Maddie more than Ellie. I don't know why. I guess she was just cooler to me. So I opened up Maddie's message, and I was like, what the fuck? This is from, like, a month and a half ago. And I didn't know it, but she had read my message that I sent her and responded instantly. But she realized that she couldn't do it to the other profile, so she sent it to this one. And it was so long. It was like, if you were to put it on a, a page, like if you were writing a paper in high school, it probably would have been close to a page. It was just, it took me forever to read it. And it was like, you're a great guy, and you're cool, and I'm, I'm sorry that all this, you know, I, I, I unfriended you that day because you pissed off Ellie, and Ellie's my friend, and I was just trying to be blah, 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 blah. And she was like, I was hoping we could still talk, but I went to message you, and I was blocked, and I was like, what the fuck, blah, blah, blah and it was just this long thing like this is a damn shame that this all had to happen and yada 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 and the uh... moral of the story is don't be fake don't be a cunt don't be a bitch just fucking communicate if she would have messaged me that day and said you know that it kind of upset ellie it offended her and i'm her friend and i would've been like yeah cool i mean that's her but you and i are still cool right and so she said she wishes that she could go back and not react the way she did and unfriend me which prompted me to block her and cut them off completely, and it basically just ended with, this is a damn shame, and what a bummer, and all this stuff. And I read it, and I deleted it. I could have responded and been like, oh, okay, I kind of overreacted to... Well, no. No, no, I mean what I say, and I say what I mean. Once you cut off, you're fucking cut off. You made a boo-boo, it's your loss. I forgive, but I don't forget. If someone is that easily offended, or that bipolar, or that manic... That you'd go, oh yeah, fuck you, and then unfriend, I don't want you in my life. My mistake, I thought you were cool. The moral of the story is, I very quickly replaced them. I mean, for the longest time, a year and a half, I spoke to them almost daily, both of them. Individually and in the group chat, they seemed cool, right? And then they showed their true colors. And that's fine, I get it. No harm, no foul, no hard feelings so without even going and actively looking for replacements within i guess a month or so i've already replaced them with not two but three others and they're cool they're different people they're not from england but they're just you know more people to talk to and thus far i mean we're only a month and a half in a month in whatever it is but they're very cool they're very down to earth They're Honorable, they they just seem awesome. They're interesting and funny and just a. I live in Minnesota. One lives in California. One lives in Washington. They're just different people, right? So I, I simply replace them. I'm not going to unblock the other two and be like, I'm sorry, I crossed the line. No, I'm me. You crossed the line. You left voluntarily. No one was making you stay. No one was making you go. For some reason, uh, friendship, even if it's online has little value to you well to me it means a lot and the reason it means a lot is because it's rare but it's only rare if it's genuine if it's fake you can have that all day any day that's why it's so easy to let that shit go that's why it's so easy to cut off anybody who wrongs you I just I don't put up with bullshit never have never will I haven't spoken to my cousin who shares my last name in like four years I ever blocked on everything I don't care to ever see her again and she's my cousin I grew up with her cousins are your first friends right But she wronged me. I cut her off. Gone. Done. I'll see you in the afterlife, maybe. If we're in the same place. (laughs) I I want to say that the weight has been lifted, but it's not just that. It's just like you can see more clearly. Sure, the weight is lifted, but it's more than that. It's like no stress. There's no negativity around. I don't care how long you've known someone. Fucking, if they're bad for you, they're bad for you. Cut them off, right? New... Plants will grow in this field that has recently been burned down, the analogy from before. I'm 28. I wish I had learned this lesson when I was 15, 16, because I gave second and third chances. I was like, okay, I mean, you did that was really fucked up what you did, but we're friends still, right? I can explain that in, in depth more, you know, the examples that I'm referring to in a future podcast if need be, but just take my word for it. Do not give second and third chances. There are too many good people out there who are willing to be your friend, your girlfriend, your fucking whatever. Just be you. Don't apologize for being you. Don't talk shit. Talk truth. Fucking say what you mean and mean what you say. People will respect you more for it. Maybe less people will like you because your opinions are a little bit hardcore. But if that's what you truly mean, don't apologize for it. That's the end of this Ben Again podcast. I hope you have enjoyed. It has been a pleasure hanging out in your ear. In your ear. So stay tuned. I will uh, be next podcasting with the quadcast on Saturday. Uh, Weather permitting. Unless we get some bullshit storm and there's a no travel advisory again. But yeah, I'll be there. And I'll be doing another solo sometime in the future. In the future. That's the edgy, cool way of saying future, in case you didn't catch on. God, I'm a douche. Okay, well, anyway, take care. See you in the next episode. Bye-bye.